Assalamu alaikum. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Because we have people logged in from 75 countries, so it's great to have you all here. Uh, we want to welcome you to the first edition of the eTourism Revolution Talks, an exchange hub to discuss the future of tourism, usually in a short format, composed by powerful talks from experts around the world. The session today is part of the Innovation Warrior Series, where we talk about the power of technology in a post-pandemic era. So we bring top global innovators to give us their advice and guidance in how you can leverage technology and take your business to the next level. Welcome to this fantastic talk. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Abdul Sakur, and I run a tourism marketing coaching agency providing training for B2B professionals in the travel industry. We help you get marketing skills, digital negotiation skills, sales hacks, and much, 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 much more to help you get measurable results for your business. And today, I'm very, very honored to have three experts in this show. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Uh, can you please, um, each one of you, take a minute to introduce yourselves, your name, what you do, and yes, where you, you are based now. Shama, please. <laughs> Okay, so my name is Shama Zera. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Jetsi. Jetsi is a tech startup based in New York. Um, we also are global, so we have people in 175 countries, and we reach about six million travelers monthly. Uh, it's basically Jetsi is a platform to connect people who all love to travel. So think of it as like an intersection between uh, Instagram and TripAdvisor. So people connect with each other, ask for advice, or or even they make new friends. That's a great app. I use it myself, and yes, I'm really looking forward to hear more about it. Effendi, please. Okay, thank you, uh, Abdul. My name is Effendi. I am the CEO of uh, Blockwork, Senior uh, Berhad, uh, a startup a company from Malaysia. We are system integrator. Basically, we we created a lot of solution. Uh, for other business uh, our client is another business we are not directly to the end users and basically our solution will be used by our clients uh, to get more people uh, for certain area of solution for example we created a solution for e-commerce we created a solution on the robot data for management data management for several uh, agencies and now uh, we will have our own uh, platform uh, in terms of uh, promoting, uh, we call it as a social uh, enterprise for the business, especially for the startups uh, in, in, in region in Malaysia and ASEAN uh, because of the COVID pandemic, people, uh, a lot of people want to do business and they want to digitalize uh, their business and we, we cater this kind of a solution for the business people. And basically, I'm uh, more on the blockchain architect, so I'm uh, focusing more on the blockchain solution as, a, as a my as my expertise, but uh, started from last year, uh, people uh, our business clients they are focusing on industrial for revolution four point zero, and my background I I did my my degree for blockchain in Frankfurt Germany, that's all. Thank you. Oh, that's very very interesting, and I really look forward to hear about blockchain because yes. this will benefit a lot. Yeah. And today we're talking about you know uh, savings and. Uh, cutting costs and cutting the middleman. So blockchain has come to improve, and but we'll get into that. It will be very, yeah. very interesting. We will discuss. Mahman, please. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Abdul Sakoma. My name is uh, Mazlan Abbas. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Fabret or Faber IoT College. It's a startup okay. uh, based in Malaysia, and we focus very much on Internet of Things, providing an ecosystem for applications developers to to build their uh, IoT solutions. So we have presence of uh, IoT developers around 100 over countries around the world, and about 3,000 of them. And uh, we are building different verticals of application, which I will share with you later, uh, that covers from tourism, uh, healthcare, and also smart city. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because nowadays with all these issues of the pandemic, you know, smart tourism makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that uh, for sure. Um, so Shama, tell me, um, you know, Jetsy is a huge app. I love it. Um, do you think that nowadays um, people use uh, Jetsy, for example, to get uh, local information about a specific destination? Because, you know, the, uh, due to the pandemic, we get overwhelming flow of information in the news, uh, but we really don't know what's going on in that destination. And because Jetsy, it has a, such a huge potential, uh, you know, to get all the info and tips from locals. Do you think it's easier to get the information from there, from a, from a local uh, himself? Yeah, so, uh, and one question for you is, is uh, am I able to share my screen or no? Uh, we were trying to get this uh, more interactive. Um, uh, I'm not sure I would have to see with the technical team, uh, but you can just give us some highlights then, then I will check that afterwards. Okay, great. Yeah, so anyway, so basically, uh, as I explained earlier, Jetsy is an app where people can connect with each other and share information. So what, what we found is that we were getting a lot of authentic information directly from the people on the ground, especially during COVID, because there's a lot of uh, news out there, but we don't know what news is uh, fake, what is authentic news. So what we were trying to do is directly connect with the locals in different countries and get information through them. And one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, our users found very helpful is that, um, you know, when when they were trying to find information about a destination, like you said, uh, having somebody on the ground who can guide them and give them the local scoop was much better than just reading about it. And then you can you can you know really get to know what exactly is happening. Um, taking a little bit of a, a deep dive on Jetsi, what what we specialize is in is in focusing on the millennial and the Gen Z audience. 90% um, of our audience is uh, millennials and Gen Z. And if, you know, before we talk about Jetsy, it will be nice to take a little bit of a, a deep dive into what this millennial and Gen Z audience is, right? So yeah, yeah. if we look at their habits and uh, they're a little bit uh, of a different breed. So if we look at millennial, millennial was born in a different environment when their parents were. Their parents were very capitalist. It was all about making money, whereas millennial is more purpose-driven. It's more about, for them, it's more about making an impact in the world than just making money. And uh, they earn, on an average, about 20% less than their parents were earning. So they have a habit of saving, and they're, very, they're more price-conscious than their parents were. Uh, um, this is, I'm talking about millennial, not Gen Z. Gen Z is different. Gen Z likes to spend. And Gen Z is more, Gen Z is also purpose driven, but they would spend more when uh, they would see value, right? So 
the other other thing that we saw about millennial is that it's really hard to sell to millennial they sell it to themselves so they really focus on getting oh. recommendations from each other versus getting it seeing it from the ad so if somebody is doing a marketing campaign it would be great to do it through social media where people are recommending to each other versus you know uh showing them the ads so that's where it comes to your point as well that you know because most of our audience is millennials they like connecting with other locals and getting the information versus just reading from the books um yeah definitely yeah uh, i mean you know millennial i think gen z is also very connected to the digital platforms and and it's also i think and because we're talking about uh you know uh, connecting with travel brands i think uh, travel companies can use that in their own benefit as well right to connect with which kind of audience in your platform yeah absolutely so um to your point gen z was actually born in the age of social media and digital so they are totally addicted to uh, social media if you look at tiktok most of the audience of tiktok is gen z yeah. it's completely hit the roof in the last definitely, few definitely definitely uh, and we saw that during the pandemic that people are flocking to tiktok a lot of people were just spending gen z was spending most of their time on social media they are totally addicted to social media they also um uh, they also are into deals so gen z is actually the most adventurous out of uh, you know the three whether you know gen z gen y or uh, gen x uh and they are they are not stopping so they still want to travel during the pandemic and what they're doing now mostly is they're doing road trips they're going for camping they're doing rv rentals so they're not stopping <laughs> it's very very hard <laughs> people and um the other thing we notice about them is that as long as the cleanliness standards is met they don't care they're traveling and uh, even we noticed that millennials were traveling early on during the pandemic when there were a lot of deals and they wanted to travel the pandemic so then okay i hear the echo so uh, so the millennial was trying to get the deals and and they started traveling in the beginning but then when the pandemic hit the roof then they stopped so they were then they they were we don't see a lot of travel but gen z uh, they're not doing a lot of plane travel but they're doing more road trips yeah yeah and and i see that i mean you also in your platform you have so many uh, online events now which are promoting uh, traditions and you know local events summer camps single events uh, canoeing uh, do you think that tour operators travel agencies uh, could use uh, this kind of um, you know events to attract uh, gen z uh, audiences and millennials as well Yeah so uh, as i said 90 95% actually of our audience is gen z and millennials and we reach about 6 million travelers monthly so for us yeah absolutely we the tour operators or any travel businesses can partner with us there are different ways to do uh, to do events with us to do events or marketing we can we have multiple forms of marketing people can do in app advertising uh, we can post their uh, brand inside our app and then promote all of that through our social media we have very active social media on facebook instagram we just started tiktok as well so uh, that is another medium for for getting the word out then we do other types of campaigns as well so like you said we can even arrange an event a digital event or a facebook event where we can invite our audience and promote somebody's brand uh then there are other ways that we also have a very uh, interesting way of doing 
uh, buzz marketing. This means that, you know, you may have heard of buzz marketing. That is the most effective way. It's more word of mouth marketing. So instead of putting an ad, you will see a bunch of people going around the web and just chatting about your brand and, you know, talking about the brand. And it's more, you know, in line with what I said, you can't market to millennials, they market to themselves. So with that, um, it's more like people peer-to-peer -peer recommendations they, they give. So if there is somebody who's providing real cool experiences and a good value, then we could uh, put together a buzz marketing campaign for them too. People can come and partner with us to post on our social media. We have very strong presence on Facebook, Instagram. So over there, uh, they can also get the word out through that. So there are a bunch of different ways to partner with Jetsy to get the word out for your brand. That's really, really cool. I mean, TikTok, kudos for that. <laughs> it's the new uh, uh, platform and, you know, today's generation platform. Uh, it's, it's great that, that you are in there as well. Um, and, you know, nowadays it's very difficult sometimes to get engagement from our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page. But on Jetsy, it's everything there. Everyone is um, uh, sharing information all the time. And one of the great things I've enjoyed as well when using the app is that you can track someone by interest and location. So that's a really, really great future uh, feature. So if I want to get someone like 10 miles from here, I can find someone with same interest than me. So that's a really, really cool feature. Uh, are there any other features in the pipeline? Um, so yes, uh, actually, uh, coming here, thanks for mentioning that about the features. So when somebody joins Jetsi, they identify themselves as a hiker or a beachgoer or a family traveler. Um, so first thing they say is they talk about their interests. So when we are targeting a campaign for somebody, we can target specifically if it's it's for a beach destination that can target specifically to people who love beach. Uh, and so and so forth if it's mountains and hiking related so it can be going to the hikers um, so people people can be targeted by their interests by their location and uh, we can even do by age by gender by um, uh, by their interests as I said earlier uh, we're also bringing different experiences we're going to be partnering up with Airbnb and some other companies where people will be able oh, to experiences through our app. Uh, so there are a lot of different features also coming. Uh, we're also adding, planning to add uh, video. We don't have video right now, but we're planning to add that. And then um, we will be also making interest-based groups. So um, you will be able to come and, for example, the purpose of the app would be that you can pretty much land somewhere. Let's say you land in Malaysia. On the ground, you'll be able to see what type of people you can meet what type of things they're recommending and what type of experiences you can do. That's really, really awesome. <laughs> um, and because we are talking about uh, technology in a constructive way, and also you mentioned, Shama, that, you know, as long as there is uh, protocols of hygiene and sanitization, um, Gen Z, for example, they wouldn't mind to, uh, to travel. So I would maybe focus uh, a little bit to asking to Dr. Maslan, um, in that situation, you know, that we are living right now, everyone wants to have peace of mind. So how do you think that travelers, uh, travelers and tour operators can achieve that peace of mind when traveling somewhere? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, other than what uh, Shama had mentioned just now about the groups, you know, traveling and, and uh, 
uh, with their friends and all that. Uh, uh, travelers are mainly concerned about three things. Uh, one, as you mentioned just now, is about cleanliness of places that they are going to go. Uh, it's more about not just killing the viruses, but I think, uh, you know, uh, maybe try to clean any remaining dirt and all that, especially when they stay in the hotels. And secondly, they, if you look at if they want to have this uh, peace of mind, they, they must ensure that the surroundings and the places that they go uh, have a very good way of managing health. You know, having that temperature scan, you know, making sure that social distancing is always there, uh, especially in the exactly. hotels, restaurants and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and thirdly, they, they are looking at more about safety, about crowded places, uh, understanding where are the places of risk red zones, for example, you know, hot, hot zone or hot spot where uh, there are cases of uh, COVID-19, positive COVID-19, there's certain clusters and all that. So in fact, like Malaysia, for example, comparing with other countries within our region, Malaysia still is a cautious uh, uh, country that, you know, would love to travel. Uh, Malaysians are, so the SOP is quite tight also. So they, 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 we follow very much on the SOP. So if you look at the travelers, safe is something which they want but they also want to have fun have some fun not to really attach to very tight schedule of you know uh, the tour operators and the tour operators themselves i'm sure they they want to make sure that all their their uh, customers are well connected manage manage well you know uh, so that they can have that freedom so in fact for us uh Fable iot ourselves also have developed a solution which even before the COVID-19, we call it Discover. So in fact, we would like to actually complement what Shama have, uh, have this on the Gen C application. Yeah. Now, now we have a group, you know, but when the group comes together, they, they need to have find a way of finding their whereabouts. So location is always tracked 24 by 7. Of course, within that private group, they have the ability to make sure that they can have uh, some form of privacy, for example. So in cases where they don't want to be uh, tracked, to be located where they are, they can disable uh, disable their location. But during the journey, yeah. it's very important for them to always understand where they are, whether they have already checked into the hotel, check into the places that they wish to be, and to ensure that if there is any cases of emergency, they are well connected. They know where they are. They can find where their friends that need help. So that will ease their, their peace of mind while traveling. Uh, that's the one that uh, we love to, you know, uh, to, to, pro to you know, suggest that users to use Discover. For tour operators, for example, I'm sure when traveling with tour operators, this uh, uh, the head of the tour guide uh, have difficulty even to manage the group in the bus. You know, whenever they go down, when they, uh, you know, uh, reach to a particular place, they have difficulty to manage to find them back. So once you let them go, you're not sure where they are. And the travelers who just go out, the tourists, they want to find the uh, buses to go back. So the only way for yeah. them to understand this is through a location-based kind of services. Use an app that can help them to yeah. track the bus, the tour operator, or the travelers themselves. Yeah, that's that's really, really a great uh, tip, I would say. Uh, using an app to locate travelers nowadays, uh, it's a must. Um, do you think that uh, group traveling is a trend that is going to, to happen um, in the next years as well? Um, because, you know, because of social distancing, 
uh, we're thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to get uh, into the crowd <laughs> and get so many people around me. So what what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, that, that's one thing. I think the, the new norm of traveling most likely will not be in a group. So that's what the, the yeah. trends that we are seeing now. I think people want to travel within their own uh, comfort. I mean, with their family, with it, with, which they trust, yeah. or the friends which they have already trust. So either they go yeah. alone, travel alone, or with few members. So that's the trend that you could yeah. see. Yeah. 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 And what advice, for example, do you give to travel companies uh, to help build trust uh, for travelers to uh, travel again? Uh, okay. If you take a look at uh, one of the things which I think as I mentioned earlier just now, there are three things that we need to look at, you know, the, the safety, the healthcare, and also the cleanliness of the places. Because if you look at the, the traveling, it's not only when you travel, it's before you travel. The, the moment that you touch down from the airport, the, the moment that you travel with the, the normal transportation, uh, that you, you are taking the booking services, the moment you reach to the hotels, and the moment you go to the other places. So if, if you look at all this, there's a lot of things which the travelers are looking for. You know they are looking at uh, the you know the weather the booking services the you know applications for uh social distancing for example i i see some of these uh applications which you know the uh to build the trust and before we start again the this uh, this traveling pattern at uh, the, the traveling time the traveling period uh, we want to ensure that you know, our customers don't lose that curiosity or the desire to, to travel anymore because after a long uh, staying at home, people lost that touch. So they must use some form of like, you know, uh, technology that can, you know, uh, virtual tours, for example, right? So you use the uh, virtual reality to ensure that you can still have that feeling of where you want to travel. You know, the webcam, the live streams that people are now showing and this uh so they must always to stay connected with their 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 customers to ensure that they are in fact are being going to be well taken care of with these new uh uh new norms that we are Norm. saying uh so to ensure that they will be uh more uh, uh enjoyable in their their next trip yeah yeah definitely i i perfectly uh, agree with you because uh that's what we need you know we need to 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 make sure that at least from the travel perspective uh that all the conditions are gathered so that people can travel again and this will really really bring us some kinds of some kind of uh, of comfort um and because we are going through a pandemic and many companies uh, mostly in the travel industry they are struggling a lot we're all looking for ways to to save and uh, to be more efficient and my next point is actually go um, and ask uh, to Effendi uh, about yeah. the cryptocurrencies. Um, oh, because, nice. you know, um, uh, uh, nowadays uh, blockchain has been, uh, uh, is, is like a, a trend that is being used by many companies. Um, and Effendi, you try to bring awareness with universities uh, about this trend. How is it be, being used today as a use case uh, in tourism, hospitality and travel? Okay, it's a very good question. It's a very good uh, issues uh, to talk about blockchain. 
uh, basically blockchain is not a new tech actually it started uh, because of the cryptographic uh, technology and people always have a misunderstanding when it comes to cryptocurrencies and other things actually uh, blockchain have two parts on the cryptocurrency part mm -hmm. and also on the cryptographic mm -hmm. part you must understand must okay. differentiate between cryptographic tech and cryptocurrencies of course cryptocurrencies uh, involve cryptographic technology but not all cryptographic solution will involve cryptocurrencies okay and blockchain mm -hmm. is about technology and people always misunderstanding when it comes to blockchain is about bitcoin cryptocurrencies but of course uh, the movement uh, the expansions of cryptocurrencies uh, become large uh, larger uh, become large every year because of the usage is everywhere especially the bitcoin after uh, the white paper by satoshi nakamoto is a very uh, mystery guy uh, uh, raised the white paper on 2009 and people use uh, the bitcoins everywhere in fact some places like uh, airport in brisbane they have they they are very proud uh, to announce they are uh, blockchain airport or crypto airport and uh, certain area in new zealand uh, in in zoo uh, new zealand i've been there talking about blockchain they also have they they, they claim the mayor the mayor is a, a crypto mayor because uh, the whole district use blockchain for the i mean the, the cryptocurrencies uh, for the exchange when talk about uh, the awareness uh, please let me give a little bit uh, information about what is blockchain technology is it uh, is it so basically blockchain technology is involve uh, a public or private distributed ledger is something like you know the the accounting part the ledger for debit of uh, for debit and credit or uh, in or out of the data and this transaction will involve uh, powerful transparency and 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 this ledger is controlled by a network of computers uh, that we call as a as a blockchain technology and part of the tech is uh, cryptocurrencies especially the bitcoin uh, and also uh, including uh, the involvement of the online businesses and uh, services when you talk about uh, i would like to talk more about security so what can we use blockchain and how blockchain tech can help to spur or to help industry blockchain to be more what you call uh, more value and uh, we can share a little bit on the unique features of blockchain it's about transparency and stability it's about decentralized business model it's about data integrity sharma talking about the data of, of course and we also want to eliminate the third party or middleman especially uh, when it comes to uh, if you're aware i'm from malaysia when i want to go to japan for example right i need to have uh, i need to change my money to usd first because when i went when i go to japan they don't they don't they do not accept uh ringgit malaysia our our currencies directly i need to change first to usd then from usd i will change to yen so it means yeah. that when we cut my 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 value right at least 10 percent yeah if i want to change uh yeah. so something on the middleman so by having uh because in japan they legalize the bitcoin so uh, the value of bitcoin can be straight away used there so any any countries the value is same i don't need the middleman especially the remittance so this is something on, on on that matter and certain countries like japan they are very advanced a uh, lot of uh, merchants can accept bitcoin for the payment so there's one things on the cryptocurrencies and of course the uses of uh, 100 million of user uh, users of the this kind of a bitcoin cryptocurrencies is a, another opportunities 
for the travel industries to get more customers, especially uh, uh, to get more income and sell more business. Because of that, certain countries in Europe, in Japan, they accept directly the Bitcoin. In fact, some of the bank also accept the cryptocurrencies. So it's something that maybe uh, the operator of business in, in travel, maybe the hotels can, can, can figure this kind of uh, opportunities. But please bear in mind, a lot of scammers outside by using the name of Bitcoin. So must be careful <laughs> on it, right? Okay. Second exactly. thing, I would, like, yeah. I, would like to, yeah, I would like to share about more on on uh, potential users of a blockchain in the travel and tourism industry. For example, uh, it's about the data tracking. We can use blockchain for the tracking baggage because why? Uh, blockchain tech can be extremely uh, available for tracking the movement of baggage, especially when dealing uh, with abroad travel. Uh, some because uh, Abdul, in many cases, uh, uh, the customers' baggage uh, changes hands several times over the course of their journey, right? So I think by using decentralized database, so it can be a very good sharing tracing data between companies, and and this can be a part of security because why a lot of issues of lost their bag, lost their baggage, right? And second thing is about the identification services. By using blockchain, also it's very good to uh, re reduce the issues of uh check in and check out times because why uh i also uh helping my government uh in, in immigration putting some solution on the blockchain it's not cryptocurrency it's about blockchain how we can do some tracing for the identification yeah. because now a lot of a fake id uh, fake passport right because having a blockchain as a decentralized uh we can use like private blockchain by that the government the airport the agencies in fact also the business people can have some sort of a tracing to encounter on the fake issues of the uh, passport. And the third things I think is, is good on the uh, secure and traceable payments because, because I just mentioned just now, uh, the application can, can have a serving as a public ledger. So it, it can make sure that uh, bank, bank payments can have a more simple and secure because why? Sometimes in Malaysia, for example, right? After 12 midnight, we cannot use anymore our uh, credit card or our debit card or our ATM, uh, the money, machines right after 12 o'clock so, yep. so it's a very problem for us who has a, a traveler you know traveler we we, we, we travel uh, uh i mean uh the time is is is, is uh, uh we 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 don't have a specific time right sometimes uh, as a backpacker for example we walk maybe we we, we use a bus at night time when you want to pay for, for credit card we cannot use in malaysia for example i don't know about other countries yeah. but in Malaysia, have that, that kind of a regulation so by having the blockchain by, by using the so-called cryptocurrency that was endorsed or recognized by the banks. So it's a very good uh, for the travelers and a very good also for the business to, to accept this payment. And last but not least, I think it's about something on the customer loyalty program. Sometimes, uh, Abdul, the problem in yeah. uh, the customers for the client or the travelers, we got a lot of fake reviews. For example, because uh, this hotel is a very big hotel or very big uh, business, so they can pay people to give a fake reviews. When we go to the to the hotel, we get a lot of uh, 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 not the real things that they 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 advertise in the advertisement. But having blockchain, uh, we can eliminate this kind of a uh, fake uh, news because why? Uh, the the data must be uh, verified or validated by uh, decentralized uh, of of the solution. Because of that, I'm promoting uh, this kind of a solution, not so much on the crypto because crypto sometimes is quite a gray area. 
So I'm focusing more on the blockchain for the tech, for the security, uh, data tracking, data tracing, uh, notification, and I think a lot of things we can develop. Because of that, uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, we have a lot of solutions now we're doing for certain agencies, business travels, to put some blockchain back end uh, in their solution. So again, okay, that's really, uh, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah very <laughs> Do you have? Yeah, I, I'm so uh, I'm, I'm eager to ask more questions <laughs> because it's <laughs> such an interesting topic. Uh, can you give us some examples of airports using that check-in process or the bag luggage tracking process? Okay, for example, in using Asura, blockchain, one, one company they have a very dog. Very dog is a, something like they putting some uh, they came identification in the blockchain. So uh, very okay. dog is uh, V E R I D O C. So they use a lot of uh, this kind of blockchains for the ID, ID and passport uh, validation. And I'm also doing a solution, uh, the name is a NITSET. Uh, NITSET is a Malaysian-based uh, company, but we are the guy who doing something back-end for them because my business uh, work focus, focus much on the B2B, not to B2C. So basically, okay. uh, people don't know us, uh, but business know us. So clients uh, at the end users don't know us. So for example, NITSET doing something, putting something on certificate uh, 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 in the blockchain. So uh, for example, for the halal, right? For the halal business, for example, they can they can put yes. a fake halal halal certification for their food, right? But yeah, the yeah, yeah. they cannot, they cannot, because for example, Jakim is very famous. Uh, Islamic Affairs in Malaysia, they are very famous on on their, their what you call the logo of the halal. Because the halal logo yeah. uh, is very famous because why? Uh, uh, in our countries, uh, Islamic affairs is under minister, it's under government. So they don't charge money. They are really, really work under government. Means that they are very strict. Sometimes it's very difficult to get their logo, right? Having the logo of Jakim or Islamic affairs in Malaysia is like something like marketing tools for another business. But the problem, the problems are about the fake and uh, certificate. So I think that's thing that we can explore, not just uh, for the food because Travel operator, they need to have this kind of verification, certification on the food, right? We have a client and we want to bring our clients to the halal food restaurant. But at the end, the halal food restaurant is not real halal, right? For example, mostly in Europe, they have halal food, but at the same they also sell uh, beer, for example, right? So something that, that I think by putting the uh, blockchain, we can do some very fast verification. So some, some yeah and yeah and also it's uh, one of the characteristics as well is that it's Im immutable data right it cannot yeah. really change it's very yeah, difficult so that gives some kind of uh, security for any consumer uh, I would say either in travel yeah. or in a restaurant so that's a really really great thing uh, I yeah. suppose for consumers yeah, because right why immutable because why for example uh, one data for example I want to uh, put my certificate the data of certificate must be checked. Uh, must be verified by four of us, for example, right? If I want to change the data, I need to get Shama uh, uh, permission. I get, I need to get uh, from Abdul's permission. I get it from Maslan, ready for the centralized data, right? I can change easily. Yeah. But having this kind of millions, not, not just two, four, it's just millions of data that you need to verify. I mean, uh, to put in the immutable uh, ledger. So it's very safe, actually. But don't yeah. don't don't uh, see the perspective of cryptocurrencies, right? Because cryptocurrencies, there are thousands of cryptocurrencies, right? Sometimes uh, will be a lot of speculation on that. But focusing on the data tracking, immutable data, uh, the certification is very good now because of that. Uh, the blue chip banks, like Barclays, uh, like uh, 
Pariba, uh, what you call San, uh, what is in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Spain, the, the one of bank, BNP Pariba. BNP Pariba is very famous. BNP bank. Pariba, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back end. Uh, our bank in uh, like our CIMB is one of the largest bank also use blockchain as a back end. Uh, uh, oh, for the okay. data transition. Okay. Uh, same goes to uh, IBM, they have a blockchain also, Oracle now. So this is a very huge uh, potential and how we can use on, on the tourism is about, I just mentioned just now, on the loyalty, the reviews, the certification, this kind of transaction. We want to, uh, we want to uh, eliminate the middleman. So it's very good solution. Sorry, too much on yeah, the yeah. I, I, no, no, I'm, no. I, I think it's interesting uh, for our audiences as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can share some lights as well uh, of advice of people that really want to go into this uh, distributed ledger technology, um, you know, for the first time. What advice would you give it to them? First, they must understand about the data. What is the importance of the data uh, analytics? Definitely. Of course, I'm started, I'm started with a big data analytics before I go to uh, the blockchain part. And second things they need to understand uh, about uh, because i think we can uh, for the who want to start can can learn from world economic forum they have one uh, initiative they call as a paci uh, partnership against corruption initiative so they put a lot of a blockchain solution under the solution uh, as a tech for integrity so the tech for integrity is under world economic forum based in uh, in, in in geneva so a lot of companies that who want to comply, who want to apply blockchain, they put in one platform under Tech for Integrity with three pillars on the blockchain, uh, that blockchain tech, e-governance, and open data. So who want to start? Please uh, understand first the about the data transaction, data like Shama just now mentioned. Because blockchain is a multiple display knowledge, you need to understand uh, many display of knowledge. For example, uh, big data, you need to understand legal, you need to understand economy, finance. It's quite uh, uh, challenge, challenging to understand, but it's worth uh, to know because uh, blockchain is still not matured, maturizing, but not matured. Who, whoever, whoever wants to start need to learn a lot, read, but start with the data analytics first. As a, as a, as oh, a, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, improve. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really, really great, great advice. It has yeah. been really, really good uh, to have everyone's insights, but guys, time is against us. Uh, so last words, um, if you want to give some words of advice, and because we also are in collaboration with the World Halal Tourism Exchange, uh, and there are many uh, travel pl players listening to these talks, do you want to give some words of advice uh, to, to the travel industry? Uh, just uh, um, uh, some words, uh, maybe some case studies, lessons learned. Shama, please. Um, so in terms of what I would say is, you know, looking at the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, if people want to really uh, keep themselves in the game and uh, make sure that they don't lose the travelers, as we discussed earlier, a lot of people are concerned about cleanliness and, uh, you know, people are not taking that much uh, air travel. They're focusing more on road travel. Uh, what we see from, especially from the millennials and Gen Z audience is that um, they value experiences much more than goods. And also they very much focus on authenticity. So as much as people can uh, make sure that their brand has that authentic touch, there's some, you know, they're, they're focused on the environment. They're focused on um, giving back to the community. 
the, this audience really focuses on that and especially if they can promote that you know the safety and cleanliness of their experiences then they may be able to attract the tourists even in, in this pandemic okay perfect thank you uh dr maslan okay uh sometimes we we need to look at you know pandemic like this also can be a blessing in disguise for tourism, in, tourism industry too <laughs> what, what i say is that is because uh there are cases where cities before this are overcrowded over tourism you would say right and they, they don't have plans to manage the the number of tourists so when this happens suddenly there is no tourists and they have more time to rethink and maybe to plan any mitigation issues they can do the normal renovation sometimes when i went to like istanbul for example uh, places which is for tourists but also places that are still under renovation so you can see everything so now you, they have more time to do renovation very fast so without tourists uh, interrupting them so uh, but also there's a lot of things which not only the tourists like travel operators are have this impact but also the startups which you know trying to offer services to the travel industry yep. are also being affected you know people like us also being affected because we build applications meant for tourism but yet uh, it, when this happens we have to pivot so a lot of companies of startups that offer uh, tourist application solutions are now pivoting their solutions so some of them doing a lot more process automation helping the back end system you know rather uh, to help rebooking uh, refund process faster then we see ai chatbot helping uh, people to answer in different languages uh, talking helping them about you know uh, giving advice on symptoms treatment or preventive measures we see uh, applications where you use uh, facial recognition for thermal uh, temperature scanning uh, computer vision so it's much more safer so we see companies have changed into uh, giving advice uh, pre trip advice for example and now we are seeing a lot of these applications where for covid tracing contact tracing if there is cases happen there is uh, cases where we can trace it back in fact in in some countries i see that if you use two phones and these two phones are connected with bluetooth when you're quite near with each other the proximity it will give you a beep you are too near so you have to distance yourself <laughs> so so these are some of the things which people pivot because of uh covid-19 issues of uh the normal uh, the the new norm they have to do something different uh so that's why a lot of startups are now pivoting themselves otherwise they they can close down unfortunately yeah for Perfect. me uh, thank you yeah, FND, yeah. please and i can continue uh, uh for me yeah. 40 years back before i was born i'm now 38 years old maybe 40 years old uh, back 40 years ago uh travelers international international or uh, travel uh we can say that uh luxury travel right but nowadays i think traveling should be comfortable cost effective and importantly uh, enjoyable but at the same time fees booking irregularities uh, bad reviews and long lines can be a symptomatic of the current travel situation so i think blockchain have a kind of solution because why uh millionaires now are fast becoming men spenders so we need to create more choices uh, loyalty solution and also increase pleasure travelers business plus uh, leisure and and uh, the industry needs to reach more new channels and distributions and increase business the data 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 on the informed decision and increases businesses and of course the digital presence by using 
the blockchain the future of blockchain in uh, blockchain in the travel and tourism industry will remove many miscalculations that result in trillions of dollars lost to uh, companies including airlines and hotels so i think blockchain can offer peaceful experience to travelers in the coming years and avoid losses that companies have to bear every day and the future that things i think because of issues because of the solution that blockchain have on the transparency uh, uh eliminate the middleman immutable, immutable data and of course the most important thing is about how uh we can uh increase uh the the, the, the integrity the transparency at the same time uh, reduce cost and get more uh, what you call benefits in terms of uh, profit to the industries and of course uh, we win situation not just industries also the client the customers and the users uh, for the services for from the uh, from the industries that's all from me awesome awesome thank you very much thank yeah. you it has been really really interesting really really good uh, and now the most important question for uh, each one of you what is your favorite holiday destination? <laughs> Shama, please. <laughs> well, that's, that's um, uh, for me, my best trips, I would say it, uh, it was Argentina. Uh, oh, cool. Then, yeah, it was uh, because, you know, uh, I went to the glaciers, I went to the lakes, but also I spent time in the city. But also Greece is another one which I love. I try to go there every year. So I would say those two, Argentina and Greece. Cool, nice. I've been to Greece. I have to go to Argentina. Maybe we'll talk a little bit later. <laughs> Dr. Maslan, please. Okay, uh, I have these two countries. One is the very scenic view, you know, nature and all that. It's New Zealand. So I've been to, I, I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. So I love that particular place. Ah. But, I, <laughs> but I love to go everywhere around New Zealand. Uh, but I don't have that chance. But cool. uh, next time I would go and be, you know, going to the North and uh, South Islands. And secondly, I love the technology part. So I love to go to Japan again, hopefully. Cool, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. Like me, I like, I like to divide to region. Uh, excluding my country, of course, I love my country most, Malaysia. Everything in Malaysia. Uh, excluding my countries, uh, for Europe, I love to go to Switzerland. Because if I go to Switzerland, it means that I can go. It's because Switzerland is a center. Uh, uh, I mean, the border with uh, France, border with uh, Germany and Italy. So Switzerland uh, is the best for the very nice view. But Italy is the best for the food because I love so much Italian food. Like <laughs> spaghetti uh, and pizza, right? And then uh, I love the, the the historical building. So for Europe, it's Italy and Switzerland. Uh, of course, uh, I think it's the best place uh, I like to uh, to go. Yeah. And perfect. For, perfect. Uh, for, for the for the Islamic tourism, of course, Makkah, Madinah. Makkah. Uh, <laughs> uh, every year is is the best for for the. I think I think if uh, yeah. For, for for culture, for the religious, uh, the best is uh, uh, Makkah and Madinah. Perfect. I think the timer is on. Everyone's waiting for um, the visa is accessible to yeah. everyone. The borders yeah. will reopen. So yeah. we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I want to visit Shama. Okay. I want to visit Abdul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, guys. It has been really, really interesting. I really enjoyed this session. Thank you, thank you very much for your presence here in this session. And I really thank hope you. that we can have another session as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you for your presence. Thank you very much for your insights.
thank you, thank you. 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 So yeah, um, thank you to everyone for attending this session. I'm confident that this will bring a refreshing strategy for many viewers, for many travel players, many travel companies. And yeah, uh, to the audience, please continue to watch um, our e-tourism revolution talks. Uh, yeah, and our next session will be about um, the hospitality and tech uh, industry in, in, in the hotels. So yeah, that will be very, very interesting. Stay tuned. Thank you very much. And yeah, see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.